0: All right, guys. This is the part of the show that I get to give you a big old virtual hug and thank you for reviewing the podcast, my labor of love. These ratings and reviews make my day. They make my week. They seriously mean so much to me. So this five star review comes from Gypsy Soul nineteen eighty nine. Gypsy Soul says, "I just discovered this podcast and I'm already in love with the words that Madi speaks." She's not afraid to go there and is real to her listeners. I definitely recommend listening to this podcast if you haven't already. It hits home on so many levels. Thank you, Madi. Gypsy Soul, I just want to say thank you. I am not afraid to go there. And the reason I'm not afraid to go there is because of you, is because of the community that shows up. And I just want to say I appreciate this review. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you being part of my community and being here. So thank you. And if you want to review my show, I would love to hear what you think. So please, wherever you listen, uh, leave me a five-star review. And I would love to give you some love on a future episode. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. You are tuning in to a solo episode about choice. Uh, This episode is going to be full of stories and also full of real talk. I'm uh, not going to beat around the bush on this one. And I'm also going to offer just a couple pieces of advice to help move us forward Um, Living the most intentional, most on purpose life we possibly can, especially when it comes to owning our choices. So the other day I was getting ready for work. I was in my bathroom and Xavier, our littlest, our 10-year-old was just fighting us on the shower. And uh, Tom was in there and Xavier just didn't want to do it. Didn't want to shower. Didn't want to get wet. Didn't want his fingers to get crinkly. And Tom said, you don't have a choice. Get your butt in the shower. And I didn't say anything at that moment, but it really, it was like this light bulb went on for me. Have you ever had that moment where you hear someone else say something and you're like, holy shit, that's important. That was an important statement that you just made, Um, and it dawned on me right then and there that we learn this language of choice so young, and when I say this language of choice, I'm actually talking about the language of no choice, the language that we actually don't get a say in the direction of our life. This language that we use, and I often hear my friends, my clients, sometimes myself use, that is really disempowering language, and it's language that goes like, "I have to," "I don't have a choice," "I must," and in that, uh, in the bathroom, talking to Xavier and listening to to Tom talk to Xavier, it really just was this light bulb moment that. We are taught at a very young age that we don't have a choice in a lot of things. And at some point, what isn't taught is autonomy. At some point, we are expected, uh, we expect our kids and we expect ourselves to just all of a sudden know how to live our life without someone else telling us exactly what to do. Uh, after I reflected on it, I thought, you know, I don't, I don't want to use that, that language with Xavier anymore. And so after he got out of the shower and he was brushing his hair or something, I I just kind of quizzed him a little bit, just kind of asked questions to gather more information and then had a conversation with him about some choices that he possibly could explore uh, when it comes to hygiene and when it comes to popping in the shower into, into getting clean. And what Xavier decided is that he actually prefers to take a shower b- the night before school. So he doesn't feel, fr- feel rushed. And I know I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to continue to get it wrong as a mama, but I really want to be intentional going forward about using language. Like you don't have a choice with Xavier because I don't want him to get into a situation when he goes off to college or he wants to join the military, that's what he's talking about This these days, where he feels like other people get to uh, dictate exactly how he lives his life. And that, that goes into uh, my tip number one for us as we think about living a life of choice is to be really careful with the language that we use. When we say something like, I have to go to work, that really is a disempowering statement because have to means you don't have a choice. Um, When you say something like, I must go on a run or I have to go on a run, again, that takes the autonomy out of your life, which is a really shitty feeling, a really crappy feeling to go about your day without any say in what's happening. So behind me, I know we're listening to this on a podcast, but behind me is a desk and that's my insurance agent desk. And then I'm sitting at my coaching desk. Uh, When I go to my insurance uh, desk, I just am really careful about the words that I use because there's a lot of things that I choose to get done in order to continue my insurance practice. So uh, recently, well, I have a birthday coming up, the big four zero. And what that means, if you know much about uh, licenses, is that's when my insurance producer license expires. And so in order to keep my agency, there is a requirement that I take continuing ed and take the test. Now, I chose to do that over the last couple of days. So that uh, I could not stress out about it closer to my birthday. Had I sat down at my desk every single day using the language of I have to, that feels really crappy. Instead, I chose language like I'm choosing to. And that is just a really simple, powerful way to move your life forward and own your choices. So my first tip is to just become aware. And um, it's kind of fun. To with you know, don't be that person to uh, correct someone, but it's kind of fun to listen to other people when they talk about their life and they talk about um, what they have to do. You know, put that in your piggy bank of like, how does that feel when that person says, "I have to go to work, I have to go on a run, I have to pick up my kids, I have to go to the soccer tournament on the other side of the state"? <laughs> how how do they? sound, right? How does it make you feel? And just put that in your bank of, do I want to have that language in my life? So the first one is to become aware of your language and to intentionally make choices (laughs) in your language that are empowering and take ownership. Okay. So number two, when it comes to this life of really being aware of the fact that Our life today, right now, this moment, is literally accumulation of all of the choices that we've made in the past. Right now, today, as I sit here and I talk to you on the podcast about making choices, I can look back and both positive choices and not so positive choices, I can see how it led me to sitting here right now. So that's the whole, the whole idea about this podcast but number 2 i want to talk about boundaries when it comes to when it comes to choices because um boundaries are where you really start taking control of your own life so as i mentioned earlier obviously i have an insurance agency And to have the insurance agency run as well as it does to be able to provide the most outstanding and excellent customer service to our policyholders, I have a team. I choose to have a team who are experts at this. So my office manager is an expert and she's phenomenal. And I've told this story before, but it bears repeating again because it is a perfect example of boundary setting. When I was a baby insurance agent, I started with zero policyholders. I started from scratch, they call it, and uh, grew from zero to where we are today. When we had just a baby handful of policyholders, we were able to call each of them on their birthdays and take five minutes with each policyholder and just let them know and express like, we're thinking about you today. Um, We hope you have an amazing birthday and we really appreciate your business. Years into the business, as we were growing and expanding at a rapid rate, at some point, my office manager made the decision to stop making those phone calls. When I realized it in one of our one-on-one coaching sessions, I said, hey, what's up with this? What's up with the fact that you're not making birthday calls anymore? And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I decided a couple of months to not do that. And uh, my First reaction was, what the actual hell? <laughs> and now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so brilliant, you know. And she said, Yeah, we're just we're cruising. We are expanding at such a such a rate that I actually don't have time to do all of the things that you've assigned to me. So I made the conscious choice to eliminate birthday calls so that I can get to everything else. Now, Madi, if you would like me to reintroduce birthday calls into my daily routine, I'd be happy to do that. I'll just provide you with a list of all the other tasks and you tell me which one you'd like me to eliminate so that I can get to the birthday calls. This is a brilliant example of boundaries and choice. So my office manager was able to see that her plate was full. And in order for her to provide the service at the level that we expect it to be done, she needed to eliminate, needed, yeah, she needed to eliminate something to stay in her boundary of working eight hours a day. If she chose to just continue to add on, she would actually be working more than the eight hours. And um, not holding true to her own her own boundaries, because we make it very clear uh, that we work to live, not the other way around. And so she is a great example of setting a boundary. and then also a great example of communicating the boundary to the person in your life that may be uh, telling you you don't have a choice, right? Like your boss or um, a teacher. Or I don't even, um, what's another example of someone, you can think of it, someone in your life who is, has the authority to tell you how to do the job, tell you how to do your life. There are some people who have that authority and we've given them that authority. And this is a great example of communicating the language of I'm setting a boundary and I'm making a choice of how I spend my day. And you can help me make that choice with, with my your boss or whomever. However, there's a choice that's gonna, that's gonna be made. And, and my office manager specifically made sure that she did not make the choice to work more because the demands had increased. So the step no, you know, the thought number two when it comes to living a life of choice is setting boundaries. Clear, defined. Boundaries that you will not go back on, especially when someone tells you you have to do something, especially when it feels like your laundry list of to-do things is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And you haven't set the boundary that like, I actually won't do all that today intentionally, as opposed to, man, I can't get to that. Well, you actually could if you chose. we're choosing not to. And it's so much more empowering conversation, uh, language, and is a more empowering life when we decide to live a life where we have boundaries and then we don't renege on them. We stick to them. My last thought for you is again, to take ownership. Taking ownership is a very, very hard thing to do for a lot of people, especially when we're not happy right now, especially when we're feeling dissatisfied with the way our life is right now. And when I say something to a client or someone, or maybe you, if you're listening, if I say something like where you are right now is because of you and only you, that's a hard thing to hear. I know it is. It's really easy for us because we see everybody else doing it is blame other people for the situation and circumstances that we've arrived in. And that may make you feel better in the moment, but it's not going to get you anywhere going forward. So I was talking to a friend um, (laughs) on the computer a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about clients, coaching clients. And we were talking about language and how it's so important language can just like reframing and, and things like this. And she was talking about a specific client who has to work for three or four jobs to feed her kids. And so there are some. she was we're talking about creating a list, the things the list of like you have to do, and then the things that you get to choose to do. And i I pushed back a little bit because I was confused on what would be in the have to list. I really can't think of anything. In my life or in a client's life that would go on a have to list. And and my friend said, Well, like, um, she has to work, um, yeah, like I mentioned, she has to work three jobs to feed her kids. And I thought, well, hmm, I disagree. She doesn't have to do anything. There are moms out there who don't, right? There are moms out there who don't work three jobs. There are moms out there who don't work at all. There are moms out there who don't work and actually also don't feed their kids. There are moms out there who don't have a house. Working three jobs so that you can earn a wage so that you can feed your children is a beautiful choice. And I just was, I just wanna be careful that we don't get into this cycle of I have to everything that we do is a choice. And I think working that hard for the goal of nourishing your children is a beautiful choice. And I don't believe it's a have to. And that's where we get to really, really take ownership of our lives. We get to really use empowering language Around everything. And we get to really settle into ownership of where we are today. So this idea of choice, I think is a is a big deal. And like I mentioned earlier, it's it is real talk. It's like tough love. And uh and I hope that by just tweaking a couple things, by tweaking your language, by tweaking your boundaries, and by taking ownership of where you are, it will provide both awareness and possibly change and motivation to move you closer to the life that you crave, closer to living on purpose. This is something that I am so passionate about that I've created an eight-week coaching course just around becoming true to you. because. Going back to the very beginning of this conversation, when we were telling Xavier, you have to. No, no, we didn't even say that. We said, you don't have a choice. I know that he's starting to learn and I'm going to become really careful moving forward. But I know that I was taught at that age that I don't have a choice. And as soon as we start believing that, we start stepping away from who we really are. We start becoming less and less authentic, and we start to forget the truth of who we really are. So I've created an eight-week course to help women really settle back into uh, who they are, who they've always been, and so that they can move forward with confidence. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, is a pleasure. As always, I appreciate you. And of course, continue to live on purpose. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Living on Purpose podcast. It has been a blast hanging out with you. If you love this week's episode, please hit that subscribe button. That way you won't miss any future goodness we throw your way. Craving community and connection with like-minded badass women? Feel free to join us in the Living on Purpose Facebook group. And of course, the best gift that you could possibly give is an honest review on iTunes. All right, that's it. Until next time, always keep living on purpose.